Welcome to In The Conversation. This week, we're talking about movies, the crack era. We're talking about all that classic cinematic stuff that we all grew up on. So check us out. You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. For the end of conversation podcast with funny man Damian Lemon, crazy Dominican, you know, Vladimir, come on, yo, my cool man from the county of Dade, Ali Muhammad. Ah, uh, yeah. You are now in the conversation. This is a brand new intro. Intro, intro. From your boy, boy, Ali. Ali. Muhammad. 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 And on my right hand side, D. Is in DC. He's not here this week. You know what I'm saying? That's why I've commandeered the mic. Commandeered. And on my right in front of me is my man. El alcalde de Vladimir Camaño. And we are in, in the, the conversation. conversation. <laughs> that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad, Ali, I gotta say. Ah man, you know, I only did that because D said we'd be extra on the intro. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I just went real. Was extra. that inspired by Disco Dave? Your, your of course, man. Everything's always inspired. It always goes back to your upbringing. You know what I mean? The roots. The roots. So you know, when I get on the mic, you know what I'm saying. The first thing you're thinking is Disco Dave, Dave Uncle Dave. Al. You know what I'm saying? Jam Pony, Luke, Ghetto Style DJs. So that's your first. That's your first inclination to get on a mic. You know what I'm saying? So first time I ever got close to a mic, you tried to imitate one of those guys it's funny because for me you know coming from you know my family's from the dominican republic so mm-hmm. we weren't into that i guess the dj radio culture like my dad would literally just buy tapes and he'd play them in the house right so you know when cats were growing up with the whole like their favorite dj and i guess bobito and church armstrong was that a dj thing yes that was that was so DJ. I, I didn't get into that so like later you know later on people started putting me on to that, that, that culture no dominican djs there was like there was like La Mega, the, mm-hmm. the radio stations, but my, my dad and my mom, they were very particular. They would go to the record store and buy specifically what they liked. They wouldn't what? waste a lot of time, you know, scanning through the radio dial. Yeah, what about in the community? I, I mean, first time I ever went to the Bronx, all you heard was that one bass line. La Mega, no one these here. Nah, nah, nah. It's just that one bass line that all the Dominican songs got. Boom, 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 Every bodega, every... You know what I'm saying? Every setup, every corner had a big speaker. But you Dominican. You're, you're from Miami. Music. I'm did from you, did you get County. into did you get into like Latin music growing up? Latino music growing up? Was that a part of your one or two songs every now and again that come across the radar? You ever go to the parties? That do a little nah, two step? Nah, I didn't I didn't really go to the, the Latin flavor parties. Not that I wouldn't. I just didn't. Right. You know what I'm saying? I had my plate full, my schedule was kinda booked. Yeah, you, you had a tight a tight schedule. Tight, there. tight schedule, you know. Um but the reggae came across real heavy, you know what I'm saying? So that was a, you know, in Miami, that was a huge influence. Probably because Luke was Jamaican and they pretty much ran a lot of the social, you know what I'm saying? They was like the biggest DJs. Tastemakers, they were the culture, yeah. Yeah, so they did all of the, the parties, you know what I'm saying? All the after parties. He brought all the artists to Miami. So a lot of the the, the reggae came into the fact, you know what I'm saying? 64, 46, got the BMW, hey, hey, all shit like it flat, you know what I'm saying? All that type shit. So so that was the more the influence than the, um, it would have been more Cuban influence right. than anything. But we did go to Cali Ocho. That was dope. What's Cali Ocho? I don't even, is that? It's, like it's a festival on 8th Street. And big deal? It's a big deal. It's a, you know, Cali Ocho is the heart of, you know, Little Havana. So they do a big festival every year called Cali Ocho. I'm not sure if they still do it, but I'm pretty sure they do. And, you know, over time, they started integrating, you know, they might bring in like a halfway rap act in, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And then bring it. Crossover. Then we'll, then we'll come out and then it'll be like, you know, Duran Duran and Menudo. No, Menudo, they would be like the the big the big group that'll come. And then they might have like, you know, Anquiet from Luke Records come out and perform <laughs> do, do a little number do a little number and we, we all come out there for that so cause it's weird for me because the first artist that I think I latched on to hip hop wise was probably Tupac and I would play him in the house and my dad would tell me to turn it off and I'd have to explain to him like yes he's cursing my, all my dad heard was the curses mm-hmm. but I was like dad he's talking about X you know my dad would be like why do you have to curse to say that you know no. um so I, I was a late bloomer coming into the hip-hop game. Right. I mean, but I saw this thing going on on the internet this week about the uh, 
the true meaning of Macarena. What does it song. mean? I, I didn't see what's going on. Like the lyrics in the song, and, it, and basically it was like, you know, once you realize what the lyrics are, you probably wouldn't enjoy it as much. But I think they'll probably enjoy it just what as they, much. What they're saying? Well, basically, you speak Spanish. Absolutely. Macarena, but, but that, Macarena's not, you know, I don't, I don't think I... That's a, it's a name. And, right. And basically they're saying that, you know, Macarena... You know, saying she has a boyfriend, but she likes things. She uh-huh. likes to shop, and she likes to go to whatever the department store was. And so she she had other boyfriends, and she her big dream is to go to America and get her new boyfriend in New York. So that's I don't remember that at all. So that's that's like you know, man, I, and it could be totally false. It could be a totally a hoax. But you know, me not knowing the lyrics and not knowing Spanish, I just take it for what it is on some internet. You know, I'm gonna have to give it a re listen. Yeah, but it's a it's a video that's going around now that where they they uh, actually show the lyrics to you know saying people from the '90s and they like, oh shit, look at that. <laughs> I got I got I got to re listen to that. So Macarena yeah. was a gold digger. She ain't messing with no, no broke, broke, broke. broke. <laughs> and then, you know, the other, the other thing for me that was big was Pun when Pun came out. Right. For a couple of reasons. One, he was, you know, Puerto Rican of descent, mm-hmm. Latino, but also he was from the Bronx. So when he hit the hip hop scene, it was like, it was so relatable to me. One, his cadence, his flow, and then I latched on to him too. But prior to that, it was mostly Tupac and Pun. No doubt. I mean, that's good. Yeah. And then then, then I started to, then I started to go back and listen to the others like the Nas and the and the other guys. And so the no DJs though. No. Nah, man, no I wasn't into DJs. No DJs in the Bronx. Oh, that's where that's uh, where yeah. it started. Like yeah. you know, what I'm saying that's cool. Herp, yeah, cool. You know Herp, yeah, like, up in Sound on, Project. Yeah, that's Sound where DJing began. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. two turntables to keep the break going. Like shit, you live in the in the belly of the whole thing. Yeah, that's where hip hop started. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, you got to be able to look around and, and dig into some of those roots. And I remember my brother put me on to like uh, Eric B and Rakim and uh, I was shocked at this, the music, at the sound. I was like, this is incredible. You know, mm-hmm. so. Well, everybody thought yeah. Eric B and Rakim was incredible. I mean, they were actually, that was dope. Yeah, it was, it was phenomenal. Like real shit. But, um, but yeah, dude, so Ali, I'm, just, I'm looking over, over right here just now and you got a new phone, dog. Yeah, man, what they got to do with anything? You got the six. <laughs> Ali got the six S, Chris. Yeah, like I just had like a like you know no, what I'm saying. Yeah, like I, I just I stayed behind no, the no, times and shit because I had a five up until. But you were holding three on. To, you were holding on to that five. I I was only holding on to it for laziness. I didn't feel like really just going to the store and doing the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Screen was cracked. Right. Screen was cracked, but it's, it still works. Yeah, I know, Shit, I know. You know what I'm saying nobody got time. And it was, I remember, I remember a story fucking around just cause. I remember a story that you left that phone in the snow overnight, and the next day it was there. I don't know if it was that five. Oh, it was that five? Okay. I think that might have been another one. I don't think it was that five, because that was like the other year. But I did leave a phone in the snow overnight. It fell out of my pocket, and I was getting out of the car, and it just, you know, it fell in the snow, so you didn't hear it right under the car. So when I came back the next morning. When I was looking for my phone, I was like, oh, shit, let me check the car. And lo and behold, it was right there under the car, sitting on top of the snow. <laughs> you think people walk, saw it and they were like, No, nah, it was too cold. It was, it was like cold? one of them. It was All one right. of those real snow nights where, you know what I'm saying, nobody was on the streets. You know what I'm saying? So I, I caught a break. And how you like it? You like, you like the success? I like it. I like it purely from the standpoint of the updates on the apps. You know what I'm saying? Certain things you could do on Snapchat and Instagram that you couldn't do on on the the software that I had on the five because I refused to update it update. because they said it was real fucked up if you update it. So, but I do think it's a little buggy. The you told six, me it's been freezing a little the bit. Success, it's been freezing. It's been doing little little weird things every now and again. So, you know, verdict is out. You know we'll, we'll, we'll get another couple of weeks, then I'll come back to you. Yeah, you give it another couple of weeks, you know what I'm saying? But I do like the camera, you know what I mean? I'm gonna put it to work. You know, I'm actually I already put it to work. It, it served as a B camera like two you weeks serious? ago. Yeah. So I bought a little rig for it and I rigged it up as a B camera. Actually I rigged two two It shoots four K, right? Yeah, well. So I, I did two sixes and my main and then my big cam as the main cam. And then I had two sixes serving as as B cams, and it came out nice. The the quality matched with the other cameras, or did I you can have make to, it match. You make I mean, it with you the color correction. I mean, you right. color correct it a little right. bit. You know what I'm saying? Of course, it's not gonna withstand the abuse that I could put on the footage from the big camera. But you know, it's close enough to where I don't have to do too much to it. I don't have to lighten it up because we had lights. So you know what I mean? How did you overcome the challenge of um, 
the memory issue. Did you have enough memory on both phones to to meet? Yeah, I got a, um, I got a hundred twenty eight gigs. So you were totally more. That's more than enough to to get all the footage you needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At four K, at four K. No, I didn't shoot four K. Oh, you didn't shoot four K. I didn't shoot four K. I shot HD. Yeah. So you know, I didn't, I, I didn't know how it would handle four K, and I didn't know how long I would have in four K. So I didn't want to risk it because it was a, a interview situation. That's crazy, dope, man. Yeah, for a new show we're doing, it's pretty. It's gonna be. Can you talk about dope. it? Or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we're doing a, a late night variety type of show. You know what I'm saying for the, the internet. Who's the host? Who's the uh, L Clay? L Clay. So it's late. It's three oh six late with L Clay at Southern L. You know what's what the What's the flavor? What's the What's the flavor? Is is downtown. It's like it'll be like a eighties. All uh, you know what I'm saying? What they call them shows? Public access. Culture shows, you know what I'm saying, where downtown culture and arts, so all of the coolest people in New York, you know what I'm saying, so be, you know, themed as a late night, come through the crib, sit on the couch and talk New York culture shit. You know what I'm saying? Is it, this is digital, right? This is a digital platform, or yeah, definitely digital. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And put it straight up. You know what I'm saying? It's, but it, you know, the the most exciting part about it is being able to when you start. You, when you start talking about people that are creating the culture, you know what I'm saying? People who the masses may not know now, you know what I'm saying? It'll be like one of those things where you, you're you talking to people who are going to be changing the world. Correct, right. You know what I'm saying? And and that's the most exciting part. So, yeah. That's what's up, Pally. So, you doing your thing. So, you know what I'm saying? With the the flavor of it, it, it may, I had a lot of latitude to get creative with the camera. So, that's why the, the iPhone made sense to, to fuck with. And, and then the main camera was the Sony? The Sony, uh, the one, the one the main you cam, yeah, we shot FS7. Sony right. FS7 on the main cam. And, you know. But I don't think it's really going to matter because I'm going to beat it all up anyway and, and make it look real good. So, it's going to be cool. Camera. So, check it out. 306 late. Speaking of speaking of film, dude, did you see the new Star Wars trailer? Yeah, I did. I saw it a couple weeks ago. I thought it was pretty cool. I'm excited. You know what I'm saying? Man. It was very diverse. Yeah. Yeah, you know I man. Hey, you know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to George Lucas with the diversity. I think his name is Boyega. Boyega, the 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 black dude playing. Mm-hmm. Is he? I think is he the lead, Chris? Is he the lead? He's not the lead, but he's definitely has a pretty substantial he's a prominent, role. I feel like prominent yeah. character, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, were you a Star Wars head growing up? No. You were not. No, no, I didn't. I, re- I never really saw it originally, so I never watched it as a kid. You know what I'm saying? And then you know how when other kids got into it and they got the toys and shit. During that era of my life, it was a rough patch. You know what I'm saying? In our family, you know what I'm saying? Star Wars didn't really relate to what. No, you no, was- no. It was just you wasn't going to get the toys and all that shit. So if you didn't see the movie and you don't have the toys, then that shit don't matter. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I didn't have the toys. And I hadn't seen the movie, so did you ever get around to seeing it later on? It didn't. It looked kind of old and cheesy by the time I. You know what I mean? Even Have you ever if, seen Star Wars? You ever seen? No, not really. Never at all. Not really. Wow. I mean, ever, I would see it on cable, but it was never something that I really wanted to watch. You know, because of the fact, like I said, you didn't connect to it. It was something that you, you know, how they say, you know, what I'm saying, well. You know what I'm saying? If 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 you can't have it, then fuck it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You know how Fifty say, if you're getting rich and I ain't getting none with you, then fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like that attitude. Like, okay, everybody having fun with all this Star Wars shit, and I'm not. So it didn't really matter. I jumped on my bike. So when you were growing up, park. What were the movies that you grew up on? What were the classics for your for your when you were coming up? I mean, basically, Cable was the. The situation that really got you got me honest into, and open question because I know I'll, I'll be honest got, about it. Did you did you pay for cable? Or you had it hooked up. You had the hookup. Well, we had a little bit of both at different times. Yeah, we had the hookup. We had the little black box. We had. I mean, at one point, I I was the the first generation. I did the hookup because I knew how to rig the box, and then they switched it up, and I never tried to do it again. But you know, we had a little bit of both. You know what I'm saying? We had we had a little bit of hookup. We had a Hybrid. little bit of you know what I'm saying, paid Legit, with yeah, the yeah. full package. <laughs> we had we had a stretch where we didn't have a fucking TV at all. You know what I'm saying? So we went through all that. So um, I think with my movies though, I I used to I used to really I used to just like see black people on TV. 
Like, what, 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 what was it? What were you watching? Like, like to America, all, of, all of the Richard Pryor joints, you know what I'm saying? Which way is up? Bustin' Loose. Bustin' Loose probably was like one of my favorites with, with Cicely Tyson. I had like a I don't think I've seen Bustin' Loose yet. But they had the school bus, you know what I'm saying? And then um, Richard Pryor was out on parole or on a furlough. So you was watching like adult comedies. Well, you had cable. Like, yeah. like you oh, when you were a kid and cable first came out, you watching anything that was halfway interesting. Shit, we just fucking sit around and watch the Urban Cowboy. Cause they ride around on the electric fucking bull, and it's like you know what I'm saying. That was that was interesting. Or the Rose with Dolly Parton. All those was like cable movies. Dolly you know? Parton. She had them. She had, she had them, them, them things. Them things. Yeah. Things. They, I mean, it was an advancement I from the National Vividly remember. Yeah. Vividly remember <laughs> Dolly Parton. <laughs> My mother would come in and say, "What are you guys watching? We're watching a movie. Mm-hmm. You watching Dolly? Watching Dolly? Watching Dolly? You know what I'm saying? Then you had stuff. Were those like, real, by the way? I never, never found. Never, uh, at that age, it didn't matter. <laughs> they were busting loose. <laughs> Talking about Dolly, loose. Dolly and Elvira. Remember Elvira? <laughs> nope. The, remember the witch, Chris? Elvira. Elvira has some things on him. I don't remember. But Dolly, I'm gonna look it up. See what real because she was definitely. We were definitely fans of Dolly growing up. Dolly was a big uh, favorite in the uh, childhood home. So yeah, so you watching busting. So loose? so you watching busting loose. I mean, all of all of those joints. Uh, I think probably my favorite movie in growing up was uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I still haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? I've seen the, new, the, re, the, re, the remake. Oh, man, that's terrible. Gene Wilder was the one that was in the original, right? Yeah, that's terrible. You Classic? Seen it. Classic, man. What are you talking about, man? That's... I still but we, we can't talk about it if you've never seen no, it. No, like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you some of my movies, too. I like. mean, but you know what I'm saying? It's like it doesn't matter if you don't see it. It was just like, you know. It, one, it's candy. So it's like a kid. You're like, oh, look at that shit. If I was in the fucking chocolate factory, man, I'd be going in. You know what I'm saying? But then it has this tale, you know, you know how like an Aesop fable it had a moral of the story, you know what I'm saying? You go through it, you f- break the rules and shit, you could help you could be held accountable and shit. You know what I'm saying? So Charlie, he went through, he did everything right, everybody else broke the rules, but then him and his grandpa snuck off and, you know, they drank that the fizzy what well, the fizzy lifting soda that made you float up in the shit and then almost, Which is a metaphor for him. Getting high, exactly. Yeah. Hey, whatever. Yeah, you know. That's what sugar does, right? Yeah. It's fucking sugar is America's drug. It is more addictive than they say. It's more addictive than a lot of things. So, they one line. PBS. Were you watching PBS growing up as a kid? PBS. You had what? Sesame Street Sesame, on yeah. PBS. You had uh, Electric Company. You had you know all that. Yeah. Because I grew up. For me, I have to break it down into like the Goonies was a huge when I was growing up. The Goonies was like it. Uh, the Goonies. Eddie Murphy was. Eddie Murphy definitely he was the guy. All of Eddie he was Mur- the guy. See, Eddie Murphy with Eddie Murphy, why I don't immediately put it on the movies first? Because before the movies was the albums. See, I didn't get to that till later. So we, you know what I'm saying, you would always figure out a way to get your hands on the album. Did you watch him on SNL growing up? That's the only time I watched SNL was when Eddie Murphy was on there. That's crazy to me. So you saw him live, like when not live, but you saw you yeah. saw when they were coming when out. He, like, when he was on there, it was a you made it a point to be sitting in front of a TV, no matter what was going on. You got there, and you sat down, you watched that shit, and you watched him. I mean, like you said, it wasn't that many, you know, what I'm saying opportunities to see somebody as raw as Eddie Black on TV in an inst- white institution doing black jokes. You know what I'm saying? So. That shit was uh, an event every week. And if he didn't come on that week or if he only had one skit, he'd be like, ah, it's some old bullshit. Right. <laughs> and I'm a, so, then, uh, so then SNL, you get the albums, and then when Delirious came out. When Delirious comes out, you get to see it, then it's like, oh, shit, this is crazy. <laughs> see, that's the conversation. That's the thing. It's a piece that never people never talk about Eddie. Uh, everybody always says how funny Eddie is, but no one talks about how racially... But it meant to certain people where Eddie was on, on screen. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like I said, back then, you was happy to see anybody up there. You know what I mean? It was like, you know, you're going to watch the Jeffersons. You're going to watch Good Times. But when Eddie Murphy came in, you had you had Richard Pryor. But, you know, by the time Eddie Murphy started coming in, Richard Pryor had the, the classic stand-ups. But then he started doing, the you know what I'm saying, the lukewarm movies. Or just the, you know what I mean, the, the movies were more... Just com- they were comedy movies, and when when Eddie came in, he was more. 
it was almost like a street rapper, but he wasn't necessarily, I mean, as what we know street now, it's just different. But he was like, he had the leather suit on and he cursed, you know what I'm saying? He said shit that was, that was more relevant to now. It was like a more now, like Richard Pryor, he, he told classic jokes that could be any time. When Eddie came, it was like the first time you really heard it from a perspective that could be really close to you, like a big brother, as opposed to your uncle or your pops. So for me, it was Eddie Murphy, right? One of the big guys in my ever. And then Bruce Lee was huge for me. Bruce Lee was huge. I wasn't a big karate movie fan, but Bruce Lee was huge. Definitely second father for me. (laughs) Bruce Lee was the guy, dude. And then shortly after... Now, mind you, I didn't see Bruce in theater. I saw Bruce in the video releases. Right, right, right. Definitely. But then shortly after, you had the, you know, Jean Claude Van Damme came out, and Steven Seagal, and Bloodsport with, with Jean Claude Van Damme was like. And it's John Claude. John, is it John Claude or Jean Claude? Yeah, it's John Claude. John Claude. And dude, that, so it was, it was, it was, if I had to go back, definitely you got, you got Rocky, mm-hmm. Stallone was up there, Eddie, Bruce Lee, John Claude, and then you had Optimus Prime. Those were like the fathers mm-hmm. in my house, like you know, they were, they were like the, the, the second daddies doing doing work. Is so Ra- I asked raising. That, yeah, they raising me. That's what I grew up on. <laughs> Those are the films that I grew up on. Anything anything they were in was me and my brother would watch like endlessly on loops. No doubt, no doubt. Before you know, what I'm saying before I really got into stuff, it was like more of my uncles and stuff. But I just remember sitting back and watching every Saturday they had this thing on TV called the Creature Feature. What was that? So it was like Godzilla and shit like that. You know what I mean? So it's like all the Swamp guys, Thing, Swamp Thing, or something? Swamp Thing. It's just like like old ass, you know, Godzilla movies and stuff like that, and, and whatever the, the the different you know creatures like King Kong or whatever. So those was hot. They came on like simultaneously with the Kung Fu movies. So they might play a karate movie then a creature feature. But you know, it's whatever, man. Have what? you gone back with your kids to show them your classics? Like, listen, Junior, you should see some of them. We um. We we sat and watched um, Coming to America together. Oh, that, it's, this I got to hear about. Because for me, that's a classic. No, it was definitely a classic. That's a and, classic. And it was on. We were out of town. It was just me and the boys. My son had a basketball tournament in Virginia. And it was on, and we sat and watched it. What they think? What they think? And it was right. And the, the thing about it was it, was, it was as the Trayvon Martin thing was going on. Oh. So... So it was like, you know, we just sitting there and like, yo, yeah, we going to watch this movie. <laughs> we going to watch this movie. You know what I'm saying? Watch this. This is good stuff. Let's escape for two hours. Yeah, let's have a good yeah, time. So we watched Coming to America and they, they thought it was funny as they, they They laughed? Yeah, they, it, was, it was classic to them. And then we watched about four episodes of, um, of uh, The Boondocks. <laughs> And Boondocks is funny. And then I think my youngest son became like more militant about Hilarious. <laughs> son, like, Hilarious. Wait a minute. <laughs> but they like coming to America. They thought they, it was they, funny. They, yeah, they thought it was funny. Hey, we had a good time on the soul glow and all that. That's hilarious. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that they enjoyed it because to me that's like one of the, the greats. It's one of the best films. But like like I said, with Eddie Murphy, his stuff cut so much close to realness. You know what I'm saying? Because at that time, people did have curly perms and jerry curls and light-skinned girls were all the rage. And you know what I'm saying? Then you always would have a dude with a sports car in the long jerry curl. Like, you know what I mean? It was just hitting as right as things were happening. And, you know, it just made a lot of points in that in that uh, movie that that cut close to home more than a lot of the other comedians. That's I think that's why he was like that guy from that generation. And then there were films that I feel capture your upbringing, like in terms of the culture that was going on. Like for me, did you ever see Electric Boogaloo? It was a breakdance. Vaguely, movie. vaguely yeah. remember Electric Boogaloo. And it's always funny for me, like when I think back when that movie watching as a kid, it was like it was an amazing piece of work. And then I go back and watch it now and I go, Man, there's so many places where this film sucks. <laughs> went wrong. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but at the time it was it was magical, dude. Like I'm trying to think of other films that captured. Did you this. see it when it came out? I saw it on VHS right when it came out with my older brother. Right. So for me that movie was Beat Street. It's funny. B Street changed yeah. the game. It was just like, okay, fuck all the other shit. You don't even have to be a part of that other shit no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't listen to the, I already didn't listen to the radio. You know what I'm saying? Like, you didn't, I checked out of mainstream culture, period. After, after B Street, after Suck, like Suck MC 
put you on. I didn't like, see Suck MC. Was that no, a film? No, it wasn't, oh, no, okay, no, no, okay, no. Okay. When Suck MC came out, I realized, okay, I don't have to listen to any other type of shit other than this shit right here. Then when B Street came out, then it was kind of like, okay, I don't have to act no other kind of way than the way that that I want. You know what I mean? Because it was just, that was the whole attitude. You know what I mean? It was just like, do. Do yourself. And I, I still didn't see B Street yet. Yeah, you don't even see it now. Classic? <laughs> I mean, classic for the time, but if you ain't see it, you missed it. Is it about, about breakdancing? Yeah, it's about, it's about the Bronx, man. What? What? Oh, I got to take a note for this. I got to put it in my book right now. <laughs> if it's the Bronx, I got to watch it. It's the Bronx. You know what I'm saying? B Street, that's when you got introduced to Dougie Fresh. You know what I'm saying? He came out, you know, they did a little Christmas rap, and then Dougie Fresh was, you know what I'm saying, came through and did the beatbox. I never saw this, man. You know what I'm saying? Dougie Fresh came through with that. <laughs> it was like, man, fuck all that other shit, man. That yeah. was pretty good, Ali. It's got to, I want to take a minute to acknowledge the yeah, fact yeah, that yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, just, just, just rest on that a little bit. Do you remember, <laughs> speaking of old films, the, the B Street, do you remember the Fat Boys? Of course. Fat Boys. They had like two movies out. They, they have like two feature films that they put out? Yeah, a couple movies. Um, yeah. Can't remember what they were called. But. Yeah, they, it was, it was yeah. clown, a little clownish type of movie. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, Fat Boys was the Fat Boys. I got That was these. hard. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, all Run DMC, Fat Boys. That shit was like Grandma's Flash. That was hard back then. You know what I'm saying? Before, you know, the guns came out, before, you know, pre NWA and, you know what I'm saying, even Schoolie D. You know what I'm saying? It was, that was hard. Then it was like Wild Styles? Wild Style might have been before uh, Beat Street. And, um,. Wild Style, like I, I never saw it in the movies. Like Wild Style would come on PBS, like late at night. Was it documentary? You would think that, you know what I'm saying? Because it's almost documentary, but I think it was a movie. You know what I'm saying? I think it was a fictional movie, but the way it was shot and the way that it was going through things, it, it was almost documentary style. So it would, it would come on like you would catch it like. 2.30 in the morning on a Saturday and you're like, what the fuck is this? You start seeing subways and all that shit. And the graffiti and the... You're like, damn. Then, you know what I'm saying? They playing a basketball game and then they just rapping the whole game. They rap the game. I'm such and such and I'll shoot your lights out. You know what I'm saying? You're like, damn. <laughs> shit is crazy. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta go back because I'm so enamored by that culture. The other film for me that really captured... Man, you gonna come in the game like a, like somebody from Japan. No, I know. I'm out, I'm out there. Because the thing is, <laughs> like, you know, it's so much... It's hard for me because so much culture happened around me. But because of my... Again, my parents, you know, it's like they weren't of that era. So that I was detached until I got later on in life. So, like, one film I remember very vividly that kind of brought to home a lot of the taste, uh, a lot of the flavor of what my environment was like outside of my house was uh, when New Jack City dropped. Right. That was another classic film growing up. Right. In terms of classic. Like, so you saw that I saw as that it came out. As it came out. My brother, how'd you feel? I remember seeing, I remember watching the movie going, um, again, I got to rewatch it, but at the time watching, I was like, yeah, this is what I see in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. you know? And then, uh, you know, I remember, I remember finding out Chris Rock was a comedian later on and I was like, oh, that's, you know, mm-hmm. that's so-and-so. So what'd you think about Nino Brown? Nino Brown, to me, was you know was such a familiar archetype mm-hmm. there were dudes giving out turkeys in the neighborhood there were dudes giving out stuff like that you know um did he give out a turkey that was so so long ago did he give out turkeys yeah they, they, yeah, they gave out turkeys, turkeys. Right, yeah. yeah yeah and uh i just remember that movie watching my brother going it was so different from any of the films we saw mm-hmm. you know i love goonies i love all that indiana jones i love all those films i grew up on that but this is the first one of the first films that i saw that i was like this looks like my neighborhood right you know and it was a raw movie, but it was like, they were shooting people. This is the crazy part about it. They were shooting people and violence. And I was like, I was watching it going like, yeah, this is, this is us right here. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, was, right. it, was a weird, it was a weird familiarity that I had to that film because of the, 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 tone, the tone it had and the texture of the, the way it was shot. Right, right. I mean, New Jack City was classic. Yeah. I was in college when New Jack City came out. And we all... It was one of the few times you actually went, the few times I went to the movies in college. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you saw it in, in the theaters? In theaters, yeah, definitely. And so it was New Jack City when Malcolm X came out, when um, 
you know, just very, very few times, but it was certain occasions when you actually say, all right, I'm going to spend this little party money I got. <laughs> go see this movie. <laughs> so this better be worth it. But New Jack City was dope because, you know, again, it 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 showed you your your culture that you were right in the middle of. Right. But it also showed you kind of like the effects of it as well. Right. You know what I'm saying? Dynamics on the other side with Ice-T. Uh, playing the cop and and definitely you know what I'm saying the like the demise of G Money you know what I'm saying the demise of G Money is like a classic tale like you know what I'm saying that guy that's real cool everybody Tragedy. know everybody know and love you know what I'm saying but somehow as cool as he is he still end up smoking the dope which becomes his downfall and and I think they captured the lack of respect that people have for you once you hit the dope, especially as a dope boy. In terms of getting high on your own supplier. Yep. You know what I'm saying? As far as like crack is specifically. Once you start hitting the crack, it's like the respect for you just go out the window. And you was the coolest cat on the planet. But the minute you start hitting it. G money. You know what I'm saying? You ever see that meme that's going around now? No, nah, which one is it? It's like the G money scene when he when he first showed Nino the crack. Let me say, and he was like, yo, they going crazy over this. You know what I'm saying? This is what we need to do. And then they got it now where they got the um the Instagram like icon. And it's like G Money showing um Oh, I saw that one. That was funny. That was funny. Brown. That was funny. Yo, that was they funny. going crazy over this. this right here. You know what I'm saying? Girls will do anything for these likes. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. I saw that one. I think did Depot did you send it off? One of us sent it off. Just one of us. I think one of us. I don't know, man. I, I just thought that was a funny callback to that movie. You know what I'm saying? And it's always that guy who, who has all the ideas. That's cool. Everybody love him, and then somehow he loses his way. As you're saying, it's a tragedy. It's a classic. It's a, it's it's a, classic a, it's tragedy. A, it's story. a classic tragedy. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you want G Money to win. He was the cool cat with the vision. And then. But Nino Brown ended up winning. It was it was almost, I mean obviously the wire was a little more comprehensive, but it was almost the wire before the wire in some respects. Not the wire. The wire was a little more comprehensive. I mean, of course, the, the, the you, you had more time, yeah, you had more, more time. You had more time. You had more research. You had more. You know what I'm saying? More time to see the effects of what right. was really going on. Because at that time, like even when we was growing up. And, you know, dope boys were out there getting money, you know what I'm saying? And you you in it and associating, you all caught up in the mix. And it's real close, you know what I'm saying? And in the beginning, like, the dope boys that was around when when I was coming up, you know what I'm saying, that I was close to, you hadn't heard of nobody getting life in prison for selling dope. That's a good point. You know what I'm saying? Before, you know, you might get five years for doing some crazy shit, you know what I'm saying, seven years, might do it, shoot somebody, get eight years stretch, come home. But you never heard of somebody getting three life sentences off of selling dope. So it was fun. It was, you know what I'm saying, you didn't know. You didn't know the effects. Then the second generation, you start seeing the effects and you start hearing about the effects and what was going on and how everything is going a certain way. You know what I'm saying? So by the time something like The Wire comes out, you're able to look back in retrospect and understand the not only the effects of the drug that the drugs had on the community and the people, but also the trajectory of and lifespan of your your drug dealers. Your peers, right? You know what I'm saying? The the you know, the dope boys. So, you know, you could look back and get into their head with like what did they where did they go wrong and you know what I'm saying why wasn't Stringer able to get out the game what kept him in it why did he keep doing it why why would a smart guy like him do it like over time you have time to look back and analyze those things but in the middle of it everybody's just trying to get money let me ask you a question because I've had this conversation with multiple people there's always the the conversation of like the crack epidemic did it bottom out or did law enforcement actually have an effect on it. You know what I'm saying? Um, most of my friends think it just bottomed out, that people saw what you're saying and they were people like... People still yeah. smoke crack, though. But at the, I'm talking about the levels that we, that we saw during that during during the, those it's periods. Just, a, lot of, a lot of it is that the drugs of choice have changed. The distribution models have changed. You know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of it is not just, you know what I'm saying, the people in the streets. A lot of it is 
you know, my my conspiracy theorist self is, I think some of it is sanctioned, sanctioned and distributed in certain ways. You know what I'm saying? That's that's how I feel about it. Because you know, you just see how things go. Yeah, bottoms out. Yeah, you see the effects of it. Yeah, some people stop smoking it, but motherfuckers still selling dope. Yeah. And it's you know what I'm saying it's not how it was in the '80s, and you might not make as much, you might not see as many dope fiends just walking the street crazy, because they don't allow that part. You know what I'm saying they don't, you know, they not you just not gonna just take over a whole four block radius and everybody just gonna be zombied out in that bitch. Y'all gonna have to do it another way. Y'all gonna have to take it outside, take it inside. Now it's an indoor game. It's not as outdoor as it used to be. It's not visible as it used to be, but. Now that shit is heroin. Heroin is, you know what I'm saying, where people getting high and you might not see it as much on the streets. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not just people in the streets doing it. It's people in their house doing it. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's kids doing it. You go do it and you nod off. So it ain't went nowhere. People still selling dope and getting money. But <clears throat> the way it's covered, the way it's, it's not as sense, it's not, um, you know, how they used to, you know, make a big deal out of it. You know what I'm saying? It's a movie every night on the news. Like, in Miami, we had this news station, uh, WSVN, and they were the original sensational news channel. You know what I'm saying? This guy, Rick Sanchez, he ended up going to CNN at one point. But every night it was like a movie. Dun, 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 at 7 o'clock. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Drug dealer shot in the head on 31st <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know what I'm saying? Stay tuned. Dun, 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 dun. Like, is this a movie or the news? Pitbull you know robs an ice cream truck tonight. You know what I'm saying? It's like every night, like, look that shit up. WSVN Channel 7 News. It was the original sensational news channel. And then you started seeing more and more stations adopt that. That, that model, that right. That model. And, you know what I'm saying? It creates a hysteria. Now we have other things. You know, we have other fears now. You know what I'm saying? We worried about terrorism and Ebola. somebody shooting up a school you know what i'm saying we we blow these things up now it's not that crisis is kind of swept under the rug but it's not gone you know what i'm saying lots of people have gone to jail for you know saying all of their lives but the problem is not gone i guess i guess i guess it's just it's just not as a it's visually different now like you're saying it's just visually different than what it was right. back in the day because back in the day man we had like You'd have the crack house. Yeah, literally, right. you know, the crack houses. You have right. them, like, right there around the block. Um, right. Like, yeah. So they may talk about, right. you know what I'm saying, kids killing each other in, in Chicago, but they're not saying, why? It's gang violence. They just shoot. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the times they shoot. They, you know what I'm saying? It's about money. It's about, you know what I'm saying? It's other things that affect why people shooting. Everybody just not shooting each other up just for the fucking fun of the shit. You know what I'm saying? As much as they try to put it like that, oh, they're just wilding. It's other factors that go into that. But they don't, they're not saying drugs. They're not now. saying drugs, right. Before they were saying drugs, the war on drugs, the war on drugs. But they know that that turn to war on drugs was a failure. It's a failed system. So they don't say that shit no more. Yeah, because I, I, you know, even in the music, you, you hear it differently, dude. Like, I mean, you correct me, correct me if I'm wrong, but that era, that era of hip hop, that 90s era of hip hop, was coming from it was an offshoot of that that stuff. Right, it was that energy. It was that energy. Even Michael Jordan and, yeah. and the and Mike Tyson and and the way the UM Hurricanes play football and like everything was an offshoot of just the general energy of that era. It was hyper. Everything was Gritty. over the top. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Everything was with energy. You know what I'm saying. You look at the parties and everybody and the dancing and sweating. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? Football, you know, even though football now they're hitting harder than ever. It was just the attitude and the rebelliousness that that fused together with the hip hop and the 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 drugs and the getting money and the everybody wanting money and it's just a different kind of energy. Now everybody still want those same things. It's just a different kind yeah. of energy. So New Jack for me encompassed all that. You know, um, I think the other film that was huge for me growing up, dude, was uh, The Last Dragon. With Barry Gordy, mm-hmm. that to me was a classic. Show enough for Harlem. Yeah, show enough. That was a, that. That was my <laughs> movie right there, man. I heard a rumor that they were gonna make a re- they were doing a remake of uh of the the Last Dragon. That was a classic, man. That was yeah. such to this day I, I, I could watch it on repeat. Yeah, I, I saw that in the theaters too. That was a that was a good movie. Was it bananas in the theaters? Were people going crazy? I just remember I, I saw I was in Cleveland, and um, 
I went up there. I think I was up there for spring break this time. And my cousin, she's older. She was taking care of us. And she was like, you know, I'm going to take y'all to see The Last Dragon. And then she went and picked up a couple of her friends' kids. And, like, one of them was a was a – it was two girls. You know what I'm saying? One of them was probably, like, a couple years older than me. And the other one was, like, younger, like my sister's age. And so – we went in this movie, and I'm already looking at this girl who's going to the movies, but I don't know her, and she's, like, pretty, and mm. you know what I'm saying? I'm like, ooh, shit, God <laughs> damn, ooh. And I don't know what to do. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm middle school or some shit. And so we get in the movies, and then they the movie comes on, and, and the main character in the movie resembles this, like, they kind of look alike. So I'm like, ah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> this. I don't, I didn't know what to do with it. I had I had these feelings I never felt before. <laughs> On screen and off. You know what I'm saying? It was like a, it was like a, I felt like my man, you know what I'm saying? You feel like me when I grabbed my first booty open. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was, you know, it was fear. It was excitement. It was, excitement. It was, it was a lot going on in that movie. So, you know what I'm saying? That movie, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 in, it holds all of those, those emotions for me. I never seen the movie later in life, but oh, at that classic, time, man. at it's that time. You ever seen it like, since? I've seen it like on oh. cable, but not as a grown person. You know what I'm saying? That's a great film to watch with the kids, man. The, the Last Dragon is a is, it's just that's just a fun movie, dude. That's a fun movie. Show, right enough. There. Show enough for Harlem. You know what I'm saying? They from the pizzeria to the the neighborhood to mm-hmm. the that's a that's a great the villain the the guy who plays the mob boss right and he has the piranhas in the in the fish tank. Mm-hmm. That was that's a good that's a good movie, dude. <laughs> that's a that's a great film. I got that's also up in the up in the. Uh, the DVD uh, DVD uh, collection for me. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's lots of great movies, man. It's just certain certain movies that change your life or certain movies that stand out. You know what I'm saying? School Days, you know what I'm saying, was one of those movies that kind of changed my situation. So, so how how so? The doing the butt scene, it's like, oh, I'm going to a black college. It's over. I, I still haven't I seen School Days, I man. I don't know what y'all are talking about, but I I'm, I want to be a part of that shit right there. <laughs> oh, that right there. You know what I'm saying? Was that Spike Lee? Was that? that was Spike, that was Spike Lee. Lee, right? Yeah. That was Spike Lee. That's when, you know what I'm saying? Spike Lee was dope. Was, was, was that, Who was in that film? Was uh was it Esposito? Gene Carlos Esposito? Was he in that movie? Was he? I don't know. They, I guess I don't know their real names. <laughs> I got I to gotta watch it because I still haven't seen School Days. Wow, I, still, I heard you, that was a classic. It's all the classics. No, no, I, I gotta see. I gotta see that. Yeah, I mean, like again, again, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's whatever now. Coolie High, Coolie, Coolie High Cooley was one High. of my all-time favorite movies, but that's like from when I was younger. You know what I'm saying? I, in my mind, I was Cochise, probably still am, kind of Cochise-esque. What's Cochise? He's the main character. I, I gotta rewatch it. It's Coolie High. You the one that got killed. They killed Cochise. I haven't seen it yet, man. I gotta watch it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was the basketball player. You know what I'm saying? The dudes thought they snitched him out, but they didn't. And they beat him up and he hit his head and fucking died. Now I gotta watch it, man. They killed Cochise. Like, like such a cool name. Cochise. He was a cool. He was a cool character. He had the girls. He played ball. Was he the Nino Brown of his? I mean, was he the G Money of his uh, time? He was the G Money S tag with yeah, character. Everybody loved. Character. Everybody loved. You know what I'm saying? Cochise, and they killed Cochise. Talk. The other film that stands out for me, Ali, is Juice. Juice. Yeah. Yeah. Juice was another one, dog. See, I was a little older by the time yeah. Juice came out, so it was a little. You know what I'm saying? A little extra for me. I, I enjoyed the movie. I definitely liked the movie, and I definitely believe Park did a excellent Fantastic job, job in that movie. But you know what I'm saying? I was a little. I was already. In life, so you know, what I'm saying I looked at it with different eyes. Not like some of these other movies where I was looking up to it. Uh, this was more parallel. You had a more parallel. Yeah, it was more parallel. It was like you know, what I'm saying you judging it basically against boys in the hood and classic. You know, what I'm saying and um and then I, I don't know if I don't know where Juice fell in with Menace. You know, what I'm saying and and then Nino Brown and all them. But you judging it against those those movies that was out around the same time and it was a good movie but it wasn't better than new jack city and it wasn't definitely wasn't no menace to society you know what i'm saying which menace probably came out a little later but when menace came out it was it was different than all of the other ones it was it just took it to the next level of you know greediness i gotta i gotta rewatch menace you see Menace though? Yeah, so I was, a little, I was a little too young when I saw it to understand it, to really grasp. Uh, you gonna let them motherfuckers shoot your cousin and you ain't gonna do shit? You acting like a real bitch right now. Was that the one about the famous line, I'll suck you? Was that in what? there? I'll suck you. There was a. 
No, it wasn't it. I'm, it I'm, did. It was a crackhead that sounds like it did, but yeah. that wasn't like one of the famous lines. Shit. That one. There was a when um when um a man uh Chauncey was trying to holler at Jada Pinkett. Oh, fine ass Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> Ali. <laughs> Ali's impression. Hey, oh, fine ass Ronnie. And then uh, my man, hey, yo, dog, you got your strap? You know it. <laughs> I got to rewatch it. Now, Menace took place. Was that West Coast? Was that, that was L.A.? It was L.A.? Or I got to rewatch, rewatch that, man. Yeah, the Menace, Menace, man, Menace was one of them coming of age stories that, you know, was hitting right when we was coming of age. So it was kind of like, it was like, damn. A lot of that shit you looking at like, damn, that's our life. And I think that's why I appreciate it straight out of Compton so much because of the, the time period it captured. Because mm-hmm. it reminded me of those films, of right. that, era, that era of filmmaking. Right. That's but, what was so much fun. But one of the, one, like, if you look at both Menace and Boys in the Hood, you know what I'm saying? Like, both of those movies had that strong father. You know what I'm saying? Which was Lawrence Fishburne, which right? was Furious Styles, who was like, that's that's my dad. You know what I'm saying? That's how I live with my pops. So it was that was like in real life, like a mirror. It was like a mirror. Like my my dad, you know what I'm saying? Was he was a teacher, but you know what I'm saying? So he he breaking shit down all the time. He was Furious Styles. You look at Furious Styles, that's just like my pops. You know what I'm saying? And then you go to Menace, and then it was The Rock, who was um. Uh, I forget dude's name. I think it might be Ishmael. I forget his name, but he was the, he he had to, he became a Muslim, and The Rock was his father. You know what I'm saying? And he was saying, you know, I don't agree with the religion, but if that's gonna keep him off these streets, then then, I, then it's cool. Then man. it's cool with me. So The Rock, I think, was a teacher, just like my pops. So it was kind of like in both of those movies, it had that strong centralized uh, father character that not only was a father to their kid but kind of the other kids looked at it like damn your, your pops be dropping that knowledge and that's the type of that's the type of situation i grew up in that's funny because i guess i guess you're right in film there have been instances of strong black fathers there's been a, there's been a few um even on tv shows you know you got uh right. in good times you had a strong black father you but he Cosby. couldn't catch no fucking break though. yeah i know he wasn't that i mean he well, was strong in physique right in physique yeah. and in, in his in his attitude but he couldn't catch a But also for the sitcom, break. if he caught a break, it, it you know must it like, mess up the you know sitcom. They had him weak and yeah. trying to get some money. <laughs> <laughs> like, shit. Like, you ain't going to never make it. Fuck around with James. That, but you get, and, that, just, and all of the male characters in good times, they just couldn't catch a break. Even Keith at the end, who was NFL player, fucked around and broke his fucking leg at his own wedding. And was out the lead. I've always wondered about the writing room and the writers room in Good Times because I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure one of the writers was like maybe he should maybe get some money this week, you know, something like that. And the guy's like, no, no, we can't let him get no money. Then it's not, then the show's the show's ruined. We can't let him have good times in the good times. I know, yeah. it's, a, it's a suffering show. <laughs> you gotta see him suffer, goddammit. <laughs> but you know, so yeah. The juice scene. George to me, Jefferson. Jefferson. I mean, that's that's Damien's <laughs> like Damien loves he was Jefferson. Getting money. Yeah, Damien. Damien go for hours about Jefferson. That's his show. Damien's like Damien models himself after jo- after George Jefferson. <laughs> yeah, you could. And, and he'll tell. Yeah, he he kind of he, George Jefferson. Damien's very much George Jefferson. <laughs> very much so, dude. Even that, dude. Even the sitcoms back then. I feel like it's hard to capture that flavor of those sitcoms, like Sanford and Son, All in the Family, Good Times, Jefferson, Two Two Seven. They had a certain texture about them that I think is. Well, we haven't was, seen in a while. It was representative yeah. of the time. You know what I'm saying? It was representative of what was going on. Just like like I said, with with the eighties and the crack era stuff, it was representative of what was happening, you know what I mean? A part of me misses that texture though, you know, in filmmaking. That, that there was a texture to it. I felt like was it Joe what's that movie that they made? Joe Jody? Uh Boy? Baby, baby boy. Baby boy. Right. It tried to capture some of that. Essence. Baby boy had a lot of that yeah. texture. Baby yeah. boy had, was was real life. Like you know, what I'm saying when that came out, you sitting around guys who actually going through that same right. shit. Like boy, you, Jody. <laughs> right. Hey, go over there and take care of your damn baby, man. Stop bullshit. That's why I enjoyed it. But that's why again, that's why it's uh, shared a comp that I love so much because it, it recaptured some of that texture. Right. From that era that I feel like. We don't see that often anymore. Well, because I mean, I think we don't see that in that particular genre right now because that particular genre blew up. Right. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it became the mainstream. It became the popular culture. So, you know, when those movie, those types of movies do come through, they are based on more of a let's grab a bigger audience. So it's it's 
it's what the mainstream stuff used to be when I was a kid trying not to listen to the mainstream stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it's big it's big now. It's not it's not as greedy, it's not as on the bubble, it's not as exciting because it's big. Let me ask you this. And this is a film I want to talk to you about, you being from Miami. Because this is a film that is interesting to me now in retrospect, is Scarface. Oh shit. Scarface Classic material. Classic material. I dude, I was about maybe like I forget how old I was, but I was young. And I was watching that film at an early age, mm-hmm. like maybe 10, 11 years old. I'm watching Scarface. Your, which no, your pops you know, watched that? Oh, dude, we saw yeah, that that's, film. That's why. That's why you was able to watch it, because he he could identify with that guy. And I didn't find out until later that Al Pacino was not Latino. Right. You know, but at the time, I remember thinking, you know, we for some reason, we loved this film. Like, this was like the film for us. Right. Even though the guy was not of Latino descent. Later on, I like, mean, he played, he was in he the put, movie, he was, he was movie. a Cuban, man. Right. In the movie, he was Cuban. Right. It, it was hands down, you had to give it to him. So you being from Miami, I wanted to ask you, did you see, when you saw that movie, was it like, yeah, this is this is what, look, this is what it's like? Well, first of all, I'm too young to understand what a Cuban drug lord looks like. <laughs> but that shit, whatever he was doing, well, he was that. You know what I'm saying? He played the shit out of that. That whole movie, they did that shit in a way that, that's why it's still classic. They did it. They they covered all their bases, man. Scarface. I mean, we, I I could see. I'm I like if I if I have kids, mm-hmm. like I don't think I let them watch Scarface till they're like eighteen. And I was watching that movie at like nine years old. I was watching Scarface right. and, re- your, and reciting the lines. Because your pops, say hello to my little your, friend. Because your pops identified yeah. with it and was like, "Yo, you got to see it." We saw. I saw it with my dad. Exactly, because he was like, "Well, we got to talk see about this a good shit. family, like Chris." You know, huh? But but see, that was one of them situations where it was like, "Shit, I'm gonna go see this shit." So I might as well. You know what I'm saying? I can't play the same game with the other shit that I don't like. That no, not in this house shit, because. I might want to watch that. Did you shit. see Scarface with your pops? Did you see it in the house with your I've pops? seen it with my pops. I'm not sure if I've seen it at the movies with him, but I've watched it on on TV and on VHS with him. I've That's watched why it with him. I always laugh whenever I saw these commercials for like Disney films mm-hmm. and they would say fun for the whole family. Mm-hmm. You know, they would have these films, you know, this is this is family entertainment. And I'm I go back home like I'm watching Scarface with my pops. But that was the only thing you was watching with your pops. Scarface. I saw Basic Instinct with my dad. Um, you bring back memories, dog. Because I used to watch so many like R-rated films. My, my dad and that's how we bonded. We right. used to the, 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 so he the was trying films, to he yeah. was trying to get you ready, <laughs> get you ready. See, see that, see that shit right there. You see that? You that's how up? they be doing. That's how they be doing. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't get caught up. You know what I'm saying? When she looking all sexy with no drawers on, smoking a cigarette and shit. We saw my well, yeah. I mean, in Spanish, he would say that <laughs> exactly. Uh, I don't know the Spanish. Yeah, version, but so basically, you, you have to translate that. people. So Scarface was huge, dude. Scarface was a big one. Beverly, yeah. Hill, Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop was dope. All oh, that whole series. I didn't see that stuff at the movies. I watched it on cable. The other classic was, I don't know if you got, you, you was interested in Miami, but uh, Death Wish with Charles Bronson. Mm. Nah? No, no, that was that was a Death good, was that was a, a good cable movie, yeah, but, but for me there. it was, um it probably was stronger than Death Wish to me, probably was Dirty Harry. You know what I'm saying? Dirty Harry with was the, big With too. the big ass yeah. 357. <laughs> Dirty hair was. <laughs> what, what, what was the line he had? You said he had a slick line. He was like, uh, "Damn, I forget the line." Make my day. Make make my yeah. Make my, make day. my day. Make my day. I was about to confuse it with the Terminator. I'll be back. But oh, was, Terminator, just another classic. Terminator was another great one, dude. Make my day. I'll be back. Predator, remember Predator? Yeah. Yeah. That was, after that point, I started getting it was too much. I think the the real life had became more exciting. So the Predator and stuff like that. That was you know I ain't really getting into that. I, the days the biggest, the home. biggest shit that cut through above and beyond all that shit. Not, not better than some of the movies, but one that cut through real hard. Even though, no matter what you was doing, you could be out in the streets hanging out, riding cars, and talking to girls. Eleven o'clock here. You got to go check out that Arsenio Hall. Oh man, <laughs> you had to, you had to go see who was gonna be on Arsenio. What was the thing with his fist? You know what I'm saying? The whole shit. It was just. I was I watched a clip the other day, about two days ago. I was sitting there with my wife, and it was Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, and Sugar Ray Leonard on the same show. On the same show, he 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 had Muhammad Ali on there first, and then he surprised them with with Mike Tyson and Sugar Ray Leonard, and they all came out and sat on the couch. And it was one point in there where they said something. And Arsenio laughed so hard that he fell back on the, First of all, he's not sitting in his chair. He's sitting on the ottoman in front of him like he had the house. 
he fell back with his feet kicked up straight in the air and his head like ah! <laughs> was it too like, much was it too, was he exaggerating you think no it, i mean that was great for me because right. like that's like your uncle like black laughter that you haven't seen since that shit don't even exist on tv no more like that moment of that type of raw emotion and fucking you know what i mean like that shit don't show up no more on the tv i gotta go on this type of muhammad ali arsenio hall yeah yeah, yeah yeah and it's just one point where he just he just busts out laughing and, and that wasn't the point of the the piece but that's what stood out to me. It's like, yo, we don't get to see that type shit no more. He was having fun on that. You know what I'm saying? He was having fun. He had the dope artists. He had the dope guests. You know what I'm saying? Even when he he brought all kinds of guests on. You know what I'm saying? You got to see this, you know, funny black dude. You know what I'm saying? Flirting with, you know what I'm saying? The white actress that you ain't never seen in the same scene with a black guy. You know what I'm saying? So it was just one of those. He 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 was true to the era as well. It's like. Arsenio was part of that whole, that era, which he was real cool with Eddie Murphy, so it all makes sense. You know what I'm saying? He was the man. Yeah, and I think, I think uh, and Arsenio, you know, he he definitely captured the tone. You're right, because he also had stand-ups on there. Um, I remember him having Andrew Dice Clay on there, too. Mm-hmm. And Andrew ended up crying on his show. One of the, like, he shed a, he had some, he shed a tear. Um, Arsenio had the dope show, man. It, you, it wasn't no... When that was truly missed when he went off, when they you know put him off the TV. I think it it, it is nostalgia to go back and look, but I you know again I do miss that like there's something about the tone of that era, the way the film was presented. Maybe it was just the technology at the time. That's why you need the warm drugs and crack in the streets. Get back back <laughs> so in. So you don't want that. Damn. You're not gonna have that texture. You're just gonna be whatever this texture is right now, and. You're not going to make it up. It's the kids who actually live in this shit and actually in it, living it and breathing it, that's going to make up the texture that exists now, which what Drake and all these guys are right now. You know, they sipping lean and moving real slow and all that, I guess. I don't know. The film that Damien swears by all the time, he was supposed to make out. I still haven't seen it yet, but he swears by uh, the The Temptations. The Temptations. The the, the, the film about the Five Heartbeats. The Five Heartbeats. I'm dragging it up. He says that's a classic. It is a classic. I mean, you could watch that shit. You could watch that shit. You could watch Boomerang. You could Boomerang. watch. You could watch. It's like those type movies you could watch over and over and over and over and over. You know what I'm saying? Like Five Heartbeats. Come on, you might still sit down and watch that shit. Do you miss those days? See, I, I, see, I, that's the other thing too. But real quick, quick, because I know we we're trying to wrap up. But who trying to wrap up? Okay, I'll go. I saw you. Saw you looking you're at doing, the clock. You doing a D? No, yeah. Um, <laughs> there was. I, I I don't have cable no more. But there's something to be said about just flicking through the channels. And the five heartbeats will come on. You're like, you know, let me let me sit down and watch this. Do you still have that experience? You still have that? You no, it? no. Now you think of it and you look it up and you fucking exactly that, that error's gone. Order that shit, stream that shit. You know what I mean? Is I mean, in a sense, that sense of discovery. There was a sense of explore. Yeah, like like the, a sense you know of saying? like newness about it. Oh, look what's on. Like oh shit. But you know what I'm saying? You still get that when you see somebody say something about this, or you you know somebody might bring it up. Like right now, somebody like. Listening, saying, "Oh shit, let me go watch that shit." Yeah, we watch the five oh, heartbeats. Oh shit, I'm gonna watch the five heartbeats. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna watch. You know what I'm saying? What's love got to do with it? So I, I do eat miss the that. cake anime. Eat the cake. I would go home with my brother and we watch TV and then like something be on, like you know, uh, Lean on Me will be on, mm-hmm. and you just just let it play, let it let it rock out. Right. Rocky Four will come on, and you let it rock out. I'm gonna flip the channel next. <laughs> Well, who was in Rocky Four? The Russian? The Russian dude. That was nah, the one. That definitely the Mr. Wasn't. T one was also a classic. That's the one I'm gonna see. Mr. I'll, I'll sit down and watch the Mr. T that was a classic. workout scene. That's that's you know what I'm saying? Like when he was getting ready for the yeah. fight. I was like, oh shit, he gonna kill Club him. Lang, Club of Lang. He gonna kill Rocky. And that's the one where Mickey died. Mickey right. died in that one. Right. So, you know, you watch that. Actually, the first three Rockies to me are still fantastic. Both Apollo Creeds one and two, mm-hmm. and then the the yo Creed is coming out by the way. I'm I'm excited about that. Right. See the thing about Rocky to me, it came out during the Mike Tyson era. A lot of some of them came out. It was Mike Tyson. It was like yeah, <laughs> this Rocky guy Rocky. ain't <laughs> nobody out. <laughs> this shit ain't happening. <laughs> Not with Mike Tyson out. And you know what I'm saying? You seeing boxing like the Mike Tyson boxing, then you gotta watch this movie and shit. And you I already know what's going to happen yeah, in the story. Yeah. Okay, he's going to get beat. 
Then you're gonna come back and you're gonna beat the guy. And, then it's, and mind you, all the major boxers at that time, I think, were African American. Sugar Ray Leonard, Hagler, uh, Tyson. You know, right. a little later, but like, so then for the fact that Rocky's this, you know, right. But you know, what I'm saying that was the whole point. Like, you know, what I'm saying liking it to a Rocky Marciano. You know, what I'm saying. Great White Hope or whatever. That's the first time you start hearing. That's the first time I heard those terms associated with Rocky. You know what I mean? Which probably, you know, those terms already existed in boxing. But, you know what I'm saying, I attributed it to Rocky because that's when the first time I heard people saying that about his character. It's, you know what's funny about this dude? I don't think I thought about Rocky racially until I got older as well. Nah, I mean, back then, I mean, yeah. that's, like I said, man, we... I was, you know what I'm saying, waiting for the black guy to come on TV. Yeah, so you know any, any. Rocky movie just knows your black guy going to lose, okay? <laughs> That's just, just point blank. Okay, I might not want to stick around for this shit. It's a compromise. It's a compromise. <laughs> like, you That's already hilarious. know. That's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's going to be a rap for this guy. It's not going to be the hero. Okay? But at least he's in the film. <laughs> he's in the film. We're going to tolerate this shit, but you know what I'm saying? I'm going to go watch Boomerang. <laughs> That's just you know what I'm saying, <laughs> but there was some there was some level you were still happy that Apollo was in the film like the, at least he, at least he's in the film of course yeah. but you know like I said I didn't really get into that storyline because you, you know he was, gonna he, lose. he was gonna lose eventually it was an inevitable defeat of you know what I'm saying Apollo Creed Mr T it got it probably got better when it was the Russian guy yeah when the Russian guy but was by in, that time yeah. like, but Rocky was a classic for sure Rocky was definitely up there with the We'd be flicking channels and that would come on. Look at the flick of the wrists. Yeah, we don't flick channels no more. Nah, man. You click. Click the link. Who got the link? I'm trying to explain DVR to my dad. He still doesn't have a DVR. He, he still, he still, my father still has actual yeah, man, cable. Well, then you don't need to explain it. I want, I want, to, I want to show him. I want, to, you know, I want him to. You, you want to force it. No, I want him to be able Maybe to Maybe he wants discovery. Maybe he does. Same. But I want him to know that he could tape his show because he'll come home and be like he'd be like damn I missed it my father still liked that like damn I missed you know right I missed the nature show right I wanted to show him like dad you know we could record that that's, that takes the fun out the shit I know but I want, I want my dad to be happy Ali you know what I mean and he is you trying to make him know, unhappy by learning some new shit that's yeah. gonna fuck up and then he gonna come back thinking he recorded the nature show and then he record motherfucking Martha Stewart then he gonna be mad. Fucking Ellen, because he's still, he's still, he's still, he'll still, he'll still go go to his room at a certain time because his show comes on at that time. He'll still go at the time, like yeah, it's eight o'clock. I gotta go watch, you know, X. Yeah, that, and that probably gives him a sense of ritual. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm living with with a museum basically. Yeah, you probably got some rituals too. That's probably you know what I mean. Like damn, dog, you could. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do got, I do got rituals. Every Sunday I watch Homeland. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You know what I'm saying, but yeah. you know, some you need them shits. Like every Sunday I go to the bookstore. I could find all that information online. You know what I'm saying? I could discover people by just fucking flowing through different websites and shit. But I just like the sense of being surprised by just grabbing whatever the fuck off the shelf, stacking it up on the table, opening it up to whatever page, and then like, oh shit, look at that. That's cool. Read that shit, and then go on to the next. You know what I'm saying? Virtual and discovery. Yeah, it's, it's what we losing is the sense of discovery, really, because... Because what we discover is what's on our feed. And nowadays, our feed is an algorithm based off of who they want us to be or who they think if we you, are. If you like this. Then you will love like this. this. So you end up watching three ratchet fights off of, yeah. off of Worldstar because at that moment, you might want to see a ratchet fight. But now you're getting ratchet fights all day. If you enjoy New, York, New Jack City, you'll definitely enjoy Sugar Hill. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, not necessarily true. I might want to watch New Jack City, and then I might want to watch Basic Instinct. You know what I mean? Don't put me in no Don't box. get got. Don't get got. Algorithm. <laughs> like you DJ said, I like Algorithm. Rhythm. DJ, DJ Algorithm. D, D made that up. He did? DJ <laughs> yeah. Algorithm? He did? He talked about the algorithm one time, and he was like, that should be your DJ name. DJ Al Go. Let rhythm. me know if that should be my DJ name. DJ Al Go rhythm. rhythm. Or maybe just Al Go. Let me know. Uh, Disco. Sco, Sco, Dave, Sco, Dave, Sco. Dave. And we out, 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 out. So, break it down. Break it down what? Break down the ending. Oh, no. So, we, where uh, you going to be? Oh, where you going to be? Well, real quick, y'all, if you, if you on the SoundCloud, I definitely chime in on what movies you thought were classic for you. You know, Ali and I just went through a whole series of them. But definitely chime in there. Let, let, let us know what movies 
uh, capture your childhood and what you enjoyed and, and would, you know, kind of like uh, capture your your upbringing. We love to hear it. But Ali, and I it, will be. It, go ahead. This really wasn't supposed to be a movie. It wasn't. Episode. But it ended up being that. <laughs> it, ended, it ended up totally being Just that. Just so y'all know. So y'all know like, yeah. We didn't plan we didn't a, plan a movie episode. episode. Um, I'm going to be. Uh, I'll be in the city. I'm doing an uh, Alzheimer's benefit with uh, Sebastian Maniscalco mm-hmm. at Gotham uh, tonight when this episode drops. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be at the stand on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, got to do and doing. I'm closing the show out there Friday night. Mm-hmm. And then uh, for the New York Comedy Festival. And then uh, my website has some other shows, laughingblad.com. I'll be in Jersey on Saturday at Pompton Plains. Headlining Bruce. over there too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, laughingblad.com. Check me out. I'm in the city this week with some some nice shows. If you're in the area, definitely come uh, come see come see your boy. No doubt. I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be. I got. I'm shooting Deborah Lee this week from BET um, with Intel. Then um, we're shooting um, the big Cradle to Cradle Institute situation. We we uh, we do that every year. Document that. And um, if you care about the um, the environment, look up C to C Cradle Cradle to Cradle Institute. You know what I'm saying it's, it's some nerd shit, but you know what I'm saying it's all cradle good. to cradle institute. Yeah, it's, it's it's really dope though. You know what I'm saying what they're doing. So we're doing that this weekend, and uh, shit. Other than that, we'll be here. So tell a friend to tell a friend, and even an enemy to your enemy to get in the, the conversation. conversation. Station, 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 sir, 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 Whatever sir, you guys sir, do, sir, please wash sir, your hands. Sir, sir. What? Well, I don't know. Go ahead. Let's, 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 <laughs> we out. <laughs>